Hello there, and welcome to the Ask hey. Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, and games, and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. My name is Tom, and as always, I am joined with the self-isolating man, John. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm doing great, if anyone's wondering, but yeah, yeah. You, you are isolating, so hence we were going to talk about Wonder Woman 1984 this week, but because somebody me, is, is, me, is dead... I have to self-isolate and try not to dance... For ten hours or something, but yeah. I mean, of course, of course. Oh, um, so we decided we'll talk. We're going to talk about twenty um, seventeen's Wonder Woman today, so the first film, and then next week, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to talk about Wonder Woman and eighty four. I'm not going to make any promises though. Um, yeah, because this film is really hard to watch for me personally because <laughs> I live in a society. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Eliza B, if, if we can't, if John can't see it at the cinema, um, and we can't get it on on any kind of UK streaming service, uh, we might have to pu- push back the episode on it again, but <clears throat> that's fine. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but uh, it, when I'm out to South Isolation, I'm going on a massive journey to which cinema to see Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I can't wait to to experience it. I'm going to be seeing it today, uh, as of when we are re- recording this. Um, oh, where? Where are you going? I am going to Macclesfield. Macclesfield, yeah. yeah. Some people, some people in the UK might know where that is. Other people will just think that I just said yeah, that, that, you that in the word. USA. They're like, what the heck? That that's nowhere near me. What is Macclesfield? We eat crumpets and drink tea at the we, same time. We do. We <laughs> have but, um, fish and chips. That's how you think it's stereotypical British? Like definitely. In it, stupid. Definitely. But, um, um, yeah. Before we get started, I do want to say. Um, literally this morning, we hit 1,000 views on yes, our that is... episode 16 of the pod, I think, 16, what are we on? Yeah, no, that, no, episode 15. So, so our Mulan insane. 2020 episode is now at 1,074 views, which is really cool. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. I We, we appreciate it because we didn't know this podcast would just... Explode or suddenly like we got yeah we we were very we were very um you know consistently hitting like a thirty view kind of mark and now we're you know we went up so that is really cool and yeah. um, thank you very and much if it if it hits like um some certain mark we we'll we'll celebrate it with something I don't know we'll watch uh, Mulan again <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like uh we uh we could do like a um a live not 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 like a live stream but live streaming of just watching a film. Yeah, we might consider doing a commentary. Yeah, doing like a commentary, and then yeah, uh, when the film is playing along, we would just watch it and go, "Oh, yeah, that's a, yeah." Just talk about the film, maybe, or just laugh again, laugh about its um, dialogue. Definitely. I don't know, but yeah, if you want us to do something else, um, yeah, just comment down or email us. Give us, give us some ideas. Um, so, if we bring it straight into the in the news, we have. More Spider-Man 3 news. Like, as always, we have some uh, Spider-Man 3 Spider-Man news. Spider-Man 3. Ah, uh, the film that is definitely whipping off Flashpoint. Mm, no, no, Yeah, no. it's doing it's doing Flashpoint. It's doing Spider-Verse. It's doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's doing... It's doing a... A concern. Yes, <laughs> um, it's, uh, very, it's very... Indeed. Um, and we are starting this week with a bit of casting news. 
Um, oh boy, casting. So this this time, wow. This time, um, we have the reports that uh, Mr. Willem Dafoe and Mr. Thomas Hayden Church will both be re- returning for Spider-Man Three, um, as uh, the Green Goblin and Sandman, respectively, from the Sam Raimi trilogy. That makes the villains that it seems will be in this film uh, going to Electro. Sandman, Green Goblin, Doctor Octopus. That's already four villains, which is the most villains seen in a Spider-Man film, unless you count Spider-Verse. What do you think? It's going to be cluttered. It's going to be cluttered, mate. You'll see those villains. But then, how long is this film? Two, two hours, maybe? Yeah, two, maybe, then, maybe three hours. Then there's if you like push these it. villains. And then, oh, well, okay, look, let's look at the way what Spider-Verse did it. Yeah, they just got these villains for, um, like for a brief period of time, like some returning yeah. characters, like yeah. on from comics, and uh, they they weren't like a massive impact to the f- like film. I don't know. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, know what I mean. Yeah. yeah so and if you got these characters that these fans love from the Raimi trilogy and the other tri- uh, from the other Spider-Man films, this film's gonna be clustered because they're gonna go, oh, that character's been wasted. Oh, the character's been wasted, and everyone's. Yeah, so... Yeah, it, it, it's true. In Spider-Verse, the characters that we saw didn't have any previous kind of appeal, but but yes. here, you know, yeah, yeah, every single character, that every, every character that we're dealing with, uh, well, every villain, uh, and, you know, they've all got previous fans and, and you know, like, you know, an, an expectation comes with that, which is yeah, yeah. quite worrying. Yeah, um, very worrying because... Um, you know, there's going to be um, everyone's, like, favourite Spider-Man, and it's going to be in this film, and then Spider-Verse film, and what, uh, uh, what, uh, they're going to bring about, like, other characters, like, from Spider-Man worlds, maybe, and just, oh, it's going to be cluttered, really. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be, definitely going to be an experience. It, it will be. A very confusing experience. Not confusing, then, Fast and Furious 2, where uh, the car somehow got onto the boat, but then... Once again, folks, 17 yeah. weeks into this podcast and we still don't know how the car got onto the yes. boat. If you we may never know, know. Uh, or with the clip al- uh, alongside of it, just do tell us because <laughs> that is impossible how the car got on the boat because it is a mystery. The Fast like how the car just went through buildings, that is possible because you've got enough speed. But yeah, then of you've got this car that lands on a boat, which is absolutely <laughs> Random, like that is ridiculous. But yes, so, it, it doesn't make that. any right. sense. Okay, so we have some um, we have some Snyder Cut news. Uh, oh, Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut. We ain't gonna wait for Snyder Cut. Sorry, I just, well, I speaking just... of waiting for the Snyder Cut, we're getting it in March, uh, according to Zack Snyder, Ooh, um, March. Uh, who yeah. commented but the on. The thing is that we don't know when we're gonna get HBO Max. Yeah, so for us in this country, we are kind of kind of screwed uh, on that front. But Zack Snyder did confirm on a comment on Vero where he said um, he said he said something along the lines of. Oh, I hope that I will do it justice, and you'll see in March. So it seems like it'll be coming out in March. Hopefully, we'll get it over here in the UK. If not, I guess we will just have to cry. Um, <coughs> we all should cry. But um, of course, yeah, maybe Zach is going to release it on 
Blu-ray or on DVD, maybe just go, hey, uh, thank you for being fans. So I'm going to give it on DVD and Blu-ray in March, but that won't be possible. I doubt they would release it at the same time. They could do, you never know. They have a whole kind of bonkers thing. There's been a real big, um, a lot of controversy surrounding Warner Brothers this week. You know, their huge HBO Max news about all their films going to HBO Max and cinemas, and people aren't exactly happy about it. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I feel like every week, you know, this is kind of keep on escalating. Uh, we, also got yeah. new, we also got news about uh, the uh, rating for the Snyder Cut. And it seems it could be an R-rated film. Mm. Um, uh, Snyder did confirm that Batman drops the, the, the F-bomb. What? No, Batman doesn't know that. <laughs> uh, we don't care, really. Because no, I, I'm not bothered. Listen, it's Ben Affleck. It it's, is Ben Affleck. Batman. This is like the own version of Batman. Because we don't care Like if di- different version, like... A version that is like something that is powerful, that is like something that, um, you know, just brutally uh, hits people. Well, I, I mean, in the Batman v Superman, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, goes crazy in the. It's, uh, it's all yeah. It's all different. It's allowed to be different. You yeah, know? it's allowed to be different because comics have that. Comics have to show Batman's different in some cases. You know what I mean? Like yeah, um, yeah. Like it's their own interpretation. Just, 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 just let it go. It's their own interpretation. And then you got Batman that drops the net bomb. That's cool. They're, yeah, that's they're, totally they're, fine. They're Why are some of them in doing a meditating um, video? Let it breathe. Let it. Let it. Slow. I'm sorry. I'm well, yeah. I mean, like there was, you know, loads of kind of different, differing opinions on this uh, yes, re- recently. And some differing opinions on Star Wars as well, as we will find out when we talk about The Mandalorian this week. Um, but, oh, no. uh, so our next piece of news is some bloody casting news. Everyone's oh, favourite. Boy! <laughs> casting um, news. So Cyclone has been cast in Black Adam. Um, so Quintessa Swindell, who was in Euphoria. Have you seen Euphoria, John? Yes. No, well, no I haven't, actually, because... I, don't, I haven't seen it because I don't have HBO. Yeah, but, no. Uh, I do know what it is. I've seen the trailer. I know who the is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I I hear it's really good. I haven't seen it either. But, yeah, so Quintessa Swindell will be Cyclone in Black Adam. So this is, this is building the Justice Society of America. We have uh, Atom Smasher and Hawkman and probably more people too. Dr. Fate, I think, is in there. Um... So yeah, the yeah, rock. The, I yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, that'll be. You know, that's a really interesting cast. Uh, so uh, I like how um, DC decides to add um, cast like different actors and then uh, experiment it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, they're they're definitely pulling in some um, more obscure actors, like not no actors that I've heard of before. Yeah, certainly, same, same, and I think yeah. they're doing that, you know, quite a lot. Like, I think most of like the the leads for these films aren't really like staples, um, which I guess is a thing across all comic book films. Like, it's it's not it's not very often that you get like a really really big name when people are cast. So I think that is quite good. Um, nice, uh, like game small actors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 
Um, so the Mortal Kombat film, there is going to be a Mortal Kombat film uh, next year. Oh yeah, when is that coming out? That is the news. Um, the release date has been coined as the 16th of April um, next year, which uh, is, um, you know, in the... Let me have a look. It's it's kind of it's it's in the midst of. So this is this is a couple of weeks after No Time to Die, um, just before A Quiet Place Part Two and Black Widow. And what's out is before Fast and Furious. Yes. Fast and Furious is afterwards. Actually, Fast and Furious is oh. uh, is May. Yeah. Sorry. But we're excited for Fast and Furious. Nine, <laughs> we're very baby. excited for Fast and Furious. In a couple of weeks, we're going to do the most anticipated films of twenty twenty one, probably considering. Films might not be coming out, and we will discuss things like Fast and Furious Nine. But yeah, Mortal Kombat is coming out. Another video game film, which are, I think they're getting better. I think in yeah, general, I, I I agree because uh, like since when was the last time? What was the last time a video game film was good? Sonic. Sorry. Well, well, the last few ones oh, we. We, Sonic. we had yes. Sonic, we had Detective Pikachu, we had um, Tomb Raider. Those are the last three that come to me off the top of my head. Yes, and if Uncharted breaks that cycle... Yeah, exactly. Life. Uncharted could be like a really good it's film. It's a live-action film, right? So live-action meets film. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm hoping something that will break expectations from the video game cycle. But Mortal Kombat... I, I have no idea where the story will be going because I know the Mortal Kombat, uh, like, they, they just fight to the death and that's it. Yeah, I myself have never played Mortal Kombat, but obviously I know um, there isn't, like, especially, like, in the early games, that, that it's not, like, full of, like, uh, like a huge story. Yeah. It definitely... Yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, leans more towards the gameplay aspect. Uh, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I've never played Mortal Kombat and I'm going off very limited knowledge, but I'm pretty uh, sure there have been Mortal Kombat films in the past. There is. There, there, there is. Yeah, there has, yeah. Mortal uh, so, yeah, I, I have been playing... I played one Mortal Kombat game and that was, like, the newest version with my friends. And it was... It's honestly fun. Uh, it's just like oh good. Uh, I remember all the combos, and uh, yeah, I there is there there was a there was a Mortal Kombat film in nineteen ninety five directed by Paul Anderson Paul W S Anderson, cool. Yes, that is the film. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Because nice. I haven't seen those films, uh, but um, I don't know if I'm excited for this or if I'm not. So. Yeah, I don't really have any opinions yet, you know? Mm, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Speaking of video game films, we've also got um, news, uh, some more bloody casting news for you. Um, oh, boy, casting We are getting news. a Dungeons & Dragons film. So this isn't even a video game. This is just a board game, I guess, if, you know, oh. or, or a role-playing game, however you want to, you know, kind of characterise it. And Chris Pine, uh, you know, from Wonder Woman and, and, and Star Trek, has been cast in... Dungeons and Dragons. Ah, Dungeons and Dragons. Great. Yes. <laughs> Do Chris Pine in a Dungeons and Dragons film? Okay. First of all, that's interesting. Uh, but secondly, it, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, 
maybe we'll be like Jumanji. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like other characters control Christmas Brighton's character, like rolling the dice, very, very, very taking where she goes. And in the end, he's like, "Yay!" Yeah, I'm well, especially in in the, in the latest Jumanji, you know, it could kind of uh, people could get trapped inside the the game. Yeah, something like, similar. Yeah, like what happened in Jumanji two. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um. Also, we have some Spider-Verse 2 news. This is kind of a small one, but I think this is really cool. Um, Daniel Pemberton, the composer of Spider-Verse, confirmed that he's going to return to score Spider-Verse 2. I think this is awesome. I I thought that his score for Spider-Verse was absolutely incredible, and especially paired with with the soundtrack of licensed music. You put them both together, they were brilliant. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, he he has done phenomenal work on the Spider Man, uh, the Spider Verse, um, movie. So I'm excited to see what he adds uh, in this next film. So, yeah, yeah. And, and he has, you know, he's also done some. He did the score for Birds of Prey, which was a really really good score. Um, and for Steve Jobs, he did some, um, you know, really unexpectedly good scores. So he's one to watch. Any of you film score enthusiasts out there? Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Is that is that that is that, it? that is the news? Yes. So now uh, is we will so be moving on it, to. It, uh, so if anyone uh, discovers about the news, it, it, like comment down. And uh, do you think that we missed a piece of a piece of news like in the last few weeks or something that we can discuss discuss about? Uh, in our new segment, yeah. Woo. Um, so yeah, uh, let's let's talk Mandalorian chapter sixteen. So this is the season finale of season two, um, uh, entitled uh, "The Rescue." Um, we're just gonna get, <laughs> as always, we're gonna go straight into it. Um, full spoilers, all that uh, jazz. Spoilers zone. Uh, get out of here. We're in the spoiler you. zone. You see the film? Get out of here. We don't want you here, you bloody non-spoiler people. And. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you non-spoilers, just get out of here, get out of here, you, 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 you rascals. Okay, done. <laughs> uh, so welcome to the Mandalorian spoiler zone for episode. No, sorry, chapter sixteen. Is it chapter sixteen? It is chapter sixteen. Chapter sixteen. The rescue. Now, let's discuss. I just want to say right off the bat, what what a season it has been. Wow. Um. Uh, I might say season two is better than season one. I think I agree. Um, it, yeah, you know, it's 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 gone all out. It really has. Yeah, it, it has. Like it's gone throughout. Like going in the law, going through uh, everything that uh, it's expanded and built upon the Star Wars universe in a way that it has. You know, it's 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 brought it's brought over characters from the TV shows and the books and stuff like that. However. It has always kept its emotional core and built on the themes of season one. As we spoke about last episode especially, they build on things from season one in, in such an interesting way. And season two just, you know, progresses that. Yeah. Like, um, like how um, it decides to go through... It decides to develop from, like, um, the stories from the books, you know, like, like trying to take it put it on live action, uh, instead of, like, forgetting it, but then decided to use that, like, what the fans, uh, feel like reading, uh, and then 
that what make, makes it more satisfying, you know what I mean? Yes, definitely. Um, so we started this episode with um, uh, the, the crew chasing um, an Imperial uh, Lambada uh, shuttle um, in, in the Slave One. And yeah. they um, go in, and with the help of Doctor Pershing, they um, they they steal the the shuttle and make their way into um, the light cruiser. Yeah. Uh, they 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 do well at characterizing the Imperial officers in this season, and and yeah, e- and they even did. they did really well on the um, on the stone no the Imperial yeah 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 so. But, what you said. <laughs> in in yeah. in many chapters we've had we've seen like imperial uh, officers, you know, being very loyal to the empire and you know, it it builds off just the the sleaze of them in the original trilogy. You you do get that with the um, the two uh, imperial pilots in in the shuttle. Like one of them is very willing to cooperate, and the other one is willing to die and kill everyone else for the empire. Yeah, like so I mean. Yeah, that's like what see the different sides of the like of the different characters in the empire. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, uh, that, uh, so the guy, uh, the, the imperial, uh, like who's the pilot, was about to shoot uh, Dr. Pershing, but then he's somehow saved by someone. Yeah, um, he kind of taunts Cara Dune about Alderaan and and how. You know, they blew up the Death Star with, like, millions of people on it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, and she ends up killing him. Um, so... But, why did I see a blue lightsaber, like, in Mando's head? Hey, A blue lightsaber? Yeah, I didn't know why, but I saw it, though. What, like, in the reflection of his visor? Yeah. I have no idea. Maybe it was a blaster bolt. I I I don't remember seeing that. Um, really? I I I definitely so, I don't know, but uh, may, may, I, maybe 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 Dr. Pershing had a lightsaber this whole time. Oh, but uh, yeah, that's weird because in Mando's reflection, you see like a blue lightsaber. Huh. That is odd. I don't know what that was. Um, huh. No. Nope. I I have no idea, but. I thought, oh, is this some character alongside with them or something else? But no, it was it wasn't anyone else. But yeah, that was oh, apparently not. But um, anyway, so uh, they they go they go to this other planet and we get Bo-Katan who comes back um, to help them get into the thing so she can get the dark saber. Which uh, I thought that was really cool. How like you know. It's not just a one-off episode that's setting up something else. Like, she is... She's still here, you know. She's still got a role in the plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that comes back in, in, in good ways. So they, they managed to get onto the... Onto the... Onto Moff Gideon's cruiser. And... Yeah. They fight their way through. Uh, and Din goes his separate way. And I just want to say... There's this whole sequence where he fights a dark trooper. He manages to close the door on most of them. But there's one dark trooper who gets through and starts to fight him. Yeah. They made the dark troopers so perfectly menacing. Yeah, it's terrifying. Like how uh, look, um, the composer Lud- Ludwig uh, G- Guernison, uh he decided <laughs> to like, build up like uh, differently because like some 
electro, not elect, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Something that builds up attention of the uh, of the dark trooper. It gave so, it gave it honestly uh, gave me some it honestly gave me some dubstep vibes. Yeah, dubstep. <laughs> that is exact. That is exactly what for those of you who've never heard dubstep before. That is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, like you're going dooby dooby doo, and then you're like I don't know. Wow. I'm not professional dubstep uh, player. Really? I thought you were, honestly. <laughs> um, so yeah, they... Like, th- th- that Dark Trooper, it properly gives Din, like, a beating. I thought it was going to squish his helmet when it was punching yeah, his helmet. Yeah, like, he was just punching him like, against the wall and then it somehow his helmet stayed intact. Like, his helmet was just going through everything. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't break his nose, at least. Mm. Because the power of the best car armor, mm. we salute the desk. We 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 salute the de- the the desk car, the best car. Um, so yeah, he manages to get through them, and he meets Moff Gideon in um, in the cell with Grogu, and mm. I thought that you know, as always, Giancarlo Esposito was so good in his performance. Like, did you? Like, he, he tells, like, he says, like, oh, I've already got what I need, so you can take him. And immediately he, like, tries to fight, like, tries to kill him. But it doesn't work. And I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, did, did you think that he actually was going to let him go? No. Right, okay, because I thought he was. I... Uh, no, because as he, uh, like, was going to get Grogu, I was like, ah, it's a trap! It's a trap! It's a trap! Yeah, um, I I thought that he was actually, like, showing some sort of, like, moral compass. But obviously not, but I did think that, you know, he actually might just be like, yeah, yeah, take him. Hey, take him, take him, don't worry. Yeah. Um, no. It was a trap, ladies and gents. Uh, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> you sounded like... Oh, thank Akbar's. You, you sound like Akbar's younger brother. Hey, it's a trap. It's me, Gerald hey. Akbar. Hey. <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, the, right, uh, Din and Moff Gideon end up fighting. Uh, and yeah, they're fighting. They go. So it was then, a cool little fight. Uh, yeah, I thought the cool, the fight was really cool. Uh, like he was using the best car um, spare. Yeah, it was. I loved how the you could see the Beskar heating up against the lightsaber. Yeah, that was cool. Dark saber. Dark. Oh yeah, good point. Dark saber. Uh, you could see the um, Beskar heating up against it, and I thought that was a really sweet little, uh, you know, um, expansion of uh, what was established in chapter thirteen. Wait, yeah, yeah thirteen. Like going to oh, ty- not Tython, to the planet where uh, Soka was on. Oh yeah, what's it called? Never mind. It's the you the for- the far it's the for- the forest planet. Uh, I the can't forest remember. Forest planet, yes, the forest planet. I yes. can't remember what it's called. Where the, there the are forest. squirrels and there's um, birds. Yes. Big that's... big squirrels. Um, yeah, yeah. Like squirrels. I thought it was really interesting when Din goes back to the bridge and takes Moff Gideon in custody. Uh, um, katan you know, is actually like really like surprised 
you know, yeah. she, she's like, um, not surprised, but but she's she's going through some 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 like emotional torment because she knows that she's gonna have to fight Din to te- to get the dark saber for herself, you know, and yeah. and, and this is this is a thing that was you know just kind of like established in Star Wars Rebels and um, in Star Wars the Clone Wars, you know, it is it is kind of like a ritual combat. Uh, kind of similar to Black Panther, I guess. Yeah. Um, where you know they have to like challenge each other, um, and, and and apparently Din yielding won't be enough. Um, but I think the biggest part of the episode was when the Dark Sabers come back. Dark, dark, not Dark Sabers. Dark Troopers come back. Um, yeah. To get, uh, and they are about to punch through the walls when a single X-wing um, comes in. And oh, we know. We all knew. Who oh, was. I knew who it was immediately. Uh, it's bloody. Uh, and we predicted it. We did. Yes, I always thought that you know it wasn't going to be Ezra. It wasn't going to be Cal Kestis. The only person it could be was Luke Skywalker, and uh, who, who 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 Grogu called and and oh man, I had, what a scene where he comes in and and you know makes a makes a right old work of all the dark troopers who didn't really yeah. have a difficulty just, just, dealing just with like, just like any no, uh, other day just going a lot of people a lot of people have uh, pointed out the similarities between Luke and Vader like Vader's like hallway sequence yes. in um, yes, in Rogue like One yeah, yeah that's a comparison right there yeah um, yeah it was great to see him doing some like cutting up and and it's good that it was r- droids and not humans, because I would have been out of Luke's character just to mode through a load of humans like that. Yeah, I like that. I agree. Um, so yeah, uh, what did you think of when Luke was revealed? You got this kind of deep fake CGI. Um, what did you think of it? I thought I thought it was good. I yeah. Mean, yeah, I thought it wasn't too terrible. I mean, no. I thought it was just good to. You know, see that Mark Hamill, like what uh, looks like. But yeah, I was like, wait, this is this is good or terrible, right? Because you can't tell because you just like yeah. Oh. It's this weird like uncanny valley thing where it's like it looks it looks good. It just feels a bit odd, you know. Yeah, I don't mean because I mean deep fake is works wonders like today, but it does. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just like. Wait, yeah, is that supposed to be Mark Hamill? <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I loved it. I I I thought it was good. Uh, not too amazing, but something to see what uh, like Luke Skywalker looked like. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it was. Good. Would you have preferred this? Because obviously, a lot of people thought that you know someone like Sebastian Stan, who looks a lot like Mark Hamill, would have been good in this role. Do you think you would have preferred him to recast or or do a CGI thing like they did? In this episode. Mm. Oh, sorry, what was it again? Uh, would you have preferred them to recast or do the CGI? Hmm. Hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I think either would have worked. I think this works fine. A lot of people don't like this. Um, not just because of the CGI thing, just because of, like, you know, they don't want the Mandalorian to be too... Um, it's interesting, like, the whole season they bring in characters like Boba Fett, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka Tano, um, Cobb Vanth, and that people draw the line when it comes to Luke Skywalker. Like, like, I get it, but he was only in one scene, 
So I don't think there's a too much of a big deal to kind of get worked up over. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, and then you get, you know, um Grogu and Din's goodbye and oh uh, man. Uh, oh man. That was brutal. Uh I I nearly teared up. I did tear up. I'll tell you what, I was I in the verge. I did. I don't know, but I was just like I, I it was already the score, sad. The, the, the score The score was Grogu great. Saying goodbye, then, yeah, then brilliant. takes up his helmet and Oh, the the taking off the helmet, <laughs> honestly, that was it it was very oh. difficult. I did not expect them to do that in this season. Uh this season continually um proves me wrong. I didn't expect Boba Fett to be in it predominantly. I didn't expect Ahsoka to be in it. I didn't expect Bo Katan. Didn't expect Luke. Didn't expect Grogu to lead. Like all these things. I do not know where they're gonna go with with season three. Yeah. But um but yeah, and that's pretty much the episode. They leave it on that kind of cold note of, of Grogu leaving and everyone just kinda of standing yeah. in there. But um, then But then I just sat through the credits just like yeah, the, the credits was, like, super, like, eerie. Like, there was, like, very quiet music. Like, yeah. there was there was no... What no, the heck happened to the art? <laughs> there was no concept art. It felt like a series finale. Like, it felt like this could be the final time we ever see them, you know? But then again, if you watch the post-credits scene... Oh, yes. Boba Fett uh, arrives on Tatooine uh, and then uh, shoots... Bib Fortuna, who has uh, assumed Jabba's role uh, in his palace. He's sitting on the throne. Ah, um, uh, yes, and then shoots the person. Bib Fortuna. Shoots, shoots the guy. Yeah, Bib Fortuna. And then... Fortuna. And then Bib Fortuna. <laughs> um, and then, I thought that was great. And then, it cuts to the words, The Book of Boba Fett, coming December 2021. Which is so cool. The next Star Wars TV show, as rumoured, will be a Boba Fett show. Um, oh, when is the Mandalorian season three coming out? Okay, so this is interesting. Kathleen Kennedy said that the next chapter of the story will be coming out Christmas twenty twenty one. Now everyone assumed that meant a Mandalorian season three, but maybe that means Book of Boba Fett, and they will leave the Mandalorian for a little bit. Um, uh, the 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 stunt the stunt one of the stunt men. Uh, so the Mandalorian is played by three people: Pedro Pascal, and then two um, stunt people who specialize in different areas. And one of them did confirm that he will be uh, appearing in other shows. So maybe we will get to see more of his story in the book of Boba Fett. Maybe he'll go back to being a bounty hunter. Like there are different things they can do, but I don't think because. Unless they do, like, Mandalorian Season 3 in, like, September, I don't think that they will do um, Mandalorian Season 3 straight away. Yeah. And I might be wrong, because, I mean, <laughs> this year's proving that I keep on getting everything wrong, you know? Yeah, like, we were like, oh, COVID, <laughs> we'll be fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, even the Mandalorian, I was like, we're not going to see Boba Fett until next season. And he comes back, and I was like, oh, well. Uh, and then, yeah, and then, oh, yeah, but... Who's going to be returning back? <laughs> Luke? <laughs> Ezra? <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a great end to a great season. Yeah, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this season. Like, everything I've been through, like, emotions and uh, great action sequences. Definitely. Great uh, references to the I, um I still haven't got over the Razor Crest, though. Sorry? I still haven't got over the Razor Crest. 
I am going to miss oh, the Razor Crest Razor so Crest. much, man. I love that ship. I'm going to miss it. You better get that Lego set, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to build it. Build the Crest. At Mandalorian Music, just go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. there it is. There, there's the ship. It really, it really was a you know an emotional moment. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna get the ship. Definitely. Sad <laughs> after it's just been blown up and just. Yeah, um, but yeah, there, that's the gun. The gun. There was yeah. the thrusters. The carbon freezing area. It was great. And... There was the sliding doors. <laughs> oh, I I can't wait to see more. The sliding doors, Tom. The gun. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. No, the, the um, landing thingy, the bobs. The 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 docking, the ramp, the ramp. Ramp. <laughs> yeah, and the best thing about it was the window. <laughs> and the little ball. I mean, oh, wait, he no, took. The little ball didn't oh, come back. Oh my! Wait, I just. I'm just thinking. He took the ball, oh. but he didn't give it back. I wonder whether he. <laughs> I wonder whether in season three, Din will just be like holding the ball at night and just crying himself to sleep, just like Grogu. No, no. <laughs> he still has the ball for himself. Oh my god, that's upsetting. Uh, but that yeah, that's uh, so that's Mandalorian for this uh, season, and yeah, um, next Star Wars project is the Bad Batch, so. Hopefully, uh, John, when you finish the Clone Wars, we can watch that when that comes out, and we will yeah. do we will do the same thing we did here and just talk about it week by week. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Wonder Woman twenty seventeen. Ah, uh, yes, Th- three years ago. Jeez, that was three three years ago. Three years ago. What, what, what year? What year were you in? Uh, what year was I in? Uh, year nine. Oh, I was in year eight. Jeez. Wow. Wow. That's a long time ago. That is... Wow, yeah. Jesus. Um, well, I mean, first of all, like, you know, if you think about the context of this film, Wonder Woman had her TV show, you know, which was like a big hit back in the day. She was in Batman v Superman, but DC was very, not that it's become now like as big as Marvel, but DC was very criticised, you know. People thought Man of Steel was fine. People, you know, very, very divided on Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman was a bit of a trend breaker, you know. Um, yeah. It was actually like a universally loved comic book film from um, DC, and not only that, but this was the first, like, universally liked female superhero film, like... Yeah, actually, and the best thing about DC is that they've done a female solo film before Marvel. Yes, that was such a cool, like, fresh re- breath of fresh air, and the fact that it was Wonder Woman was perfect, like, they yeah, already... Wonder Woman, I mean, like, how they decided to um, take a character that everybody loved, like, from the TV show... And add it to a film. Yeah. Um, uh, they... uh, oh, oh, thanks to Zack, uh, Zack Snyder for uh, casting Gal Gadot. Yeah, for, that. Uh, I mean, stroke of genius there. And I think Patty Jenkins took that and 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 really she she ran with it. She flew oh, with she it. I thought amazing. that was. I thought she did that so well. And 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 it isn't you know like 
DC had already made Supergirl and Catwoman, and, you know, Marvel had made Elektra. Like, the odds were really stacked against Patty Jenkins, and while I don't think this film did everything right, I think it is a real, real solid film. It is, truly is, yeah. Um, I think, as you said, Gal Gadot is wonderful as Wonder Woman, pun intended. Um, and I, I think she embodies, you know, all the hope, and, and a lightness that she the, the character needs, especially in this World War One setting, which I think... Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think yeah. this film handles the war really, really well. You know, I think it's difficult to kind of balance um, a comic book kind of setting in such a period, you know, like, period comic book films can be great, you know, like, I like Watchmen and, um, like, X-Men First Class and X-Men... Days Future Past, but then I feel like some some period films kind of waste the time. Like I feel like I feel like Captain Marvel and and and, and X Men Apocalypse and it kind of Captain America: The First Avenger, which I feel like it does some good things, some bad things. But uh, comic book films can waste their period setting, and I don't think Wonder Woman did that. Yeah, I, yeah, she didn't. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. It, yeah, it is a really cool. It's a perfect time. For Diana to 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 leave the um, Themyscira in yeah, World Themyscira, War One, yeah, like thinking that thinking that the world's going to be this wonderful place, and then coming yeah, out and realizing, oh, oh it's not. The world's going to be a wonderful place. No, yes. no, 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 no. You fool! You fool! You're gonna. You haven't seen World War One. You haven't seen World War One. <laughs> you haven't seen World War One. You haven't seen World War Two. Oh, it came oh, out God. last week. Wait, what? She clearly uh, hasn't seen 1917. I have seen 1917. Yeah, she hasn't. Oh, oh, she hasn't seen 1917. <laughs> oh, that's that. Oh, that. That's a good film. Uh, she she hasn't seen it, but mm. no. Um, she was just she was just relaxing in *Time of Scare*. Just mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's not. Um, Ponder one our favorite World War films. But uh, shall we? Um, shall we uh, do this like like go through the narrative and talk about it like that? Uh, I don't mind whatsoever. Um, well, let's talk. So like, the the film starts on Themyscira and kind of tracks Diana's training and and then to like she meets Steve and 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 um, and and has this uh, like needs to leave and then and then she leaves. So I think. I think I really enjoy straight away how Themyscira is shot and it looks so different to Wonder to to London. To to look yeah yeah like straight like straight away you've got this contrast which is really important for making Diana feel like this kind of fish out of water, which is a prominent um, like narrative throughout the film. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and then uh, we see. Uh, uh, younger version of um, Diana. Yeah, we do. Brown. Yeah, well, we have we have Diana. Um, you see, like her, like wanting to train and be like a, a warrior, like very very early on. Yes. Um, which I think, which I think is, you know, I th- I think her younger self. Uh, it does set up how she is. Um, like wide eyed, and she thinks that the world is like this place, like, you know, like, men are created by Zeus, and, and, and they're supposed to be, like, this kind of, uh, this thing, and then, 
and then and then like they are poisoned by Ares and all this. Like it sets up this kind of um, the, the the contrast of the end really really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And when when Steve comes in, I want to say I think everyone under the sun have said this, but I'm gonna repeat it. Gal Gadot and and um, Chris Pine have incredible chemistry. Yeah, they do. They like, have great um, chemistry on screen. It, it, you can see it in bloopers. They have like yeah interaction with each other. Um, yeah, they yeah. are they are like just so much fun together, and they have like yeah. um, you know they have like little jokey bits, and like you know she doesn't understand things, or she thinks about things differently to he does, and. And, 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 like, you, you just have these, like, throughout the film, like, really small and sweet film, like, scenes um, that, you know, really tell a lot about the characters in a, uh, in a really nice way, I think. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I agree. The, you know, uh, well, the, the, the Germans come onto the boat and, um... Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, come on boats in, uh, onto Themyscira, and I think... It was like the first action scene. I think all the action, most for the most part, yeah, but it, is it was really like the first really good. Action scene. Uh, so, um, I, I, I kind of see like how, uh, like there was like a contract, like the real world hits uh, Demoscara. Um, so, yeah, like how it's like a representation of um, the world. Um, like, like uh, the world is like in a terrible state because it's World War One. Yeah, and uh, it's like hitting all like all hope and destroying it, like because it's it's messed up. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And and the contrast between the Amazons who are using swords and shields and bow and arrows with um, the, the 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 Germans who are using. Um, I almost called them Nazis, but that, that's the wrong war. Um, and they're, they're using one time era. They're using guns, and 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 it. I think it, it is perfect how, you know, like from the very first shot that somebody fires and it shoots down an Amazon, and it is this kind of impactful moment. Like, oh, oh God, this this is this isn't going to go well for them, and it doesn't really. Like they manage to deal with the Germans, but it doesn't really go well for them, you know. Yeah. Like they they actually like, are, for the most part, like, properly killed by, like, properly beat by the, by the Germans, and you get that with, um, Antiope's death. Mm, yeah. I think that, you know, that's the kind of good driving force for Diana to leave. Yeah, like, giving her, like, inspiration to, uh, uh, like, restore, not, 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 it's not seeking revenge, but something like, you know, um, to stop, uh, all wars. Yeah, it's like re- restore the peace and the balance, you know, stop Ares, because she is convinced this is Ares, and, um, you know, we'll kind of get more on that later, but I, I want to say, I think this whole thing, like, you know, this whole mystery where it's like, oh, don't let her know that she is the, the god killer. Yeah. I think like, that, I think that that, that kind of plot line is just a bit, like, contrived. I don't think it necessarily needs to be there. Yeah, as well. But also, it's like uh, the, the the thing I like about like when she leaves the mascara. No, no, wait. But Steve, no, 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 no. Sorry, 
So then uh, Diana picks up Steve. Um, Pick up Steve. And then, and then Steve was interrogated by the Lasso of Truth. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Like, <laughs> I'm a spy. I, but, um, I, I am a spy. I'm a spy. I'm a spy. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was like that. Uh, and then, uh, so Diana uh, wants to escape with uh, uh, with Steve. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so the, the last thing about like how uh, Diana goes to like uh, like Earth, like well, she is on Earth, but she's like going to the, like, she goes to the modern world. Yeah, like yeah, she's like, oh, what's this? Ice cream. Yeah, like, the, the, that that whole fish out of water thing. You know, there's that yeah. whole. There's, you know, she, she sees the baby and she sees like the ice cream and and she yeah, try like, and she tries everything. on all these different these different clothes. Is yeah, like what? How? Uh, like how we saw the world like at first. Like all oh, these, all oh, these are cool. But then as you go up, like oh, this is dark. Yeah, I think like, Gal- I think again, Gal Gadot does it really, really well. Like. She she really I believe that she is seeing these things for the first time and she's probably like, oh my god, you invented this ice cream. This is the greatest thing. You should be so proud of yourself. Yeah, that that is great. I like that one. Uh, but uh, but then uh, in trailers of Wonder uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, I like how there's like a massive like difference. Like how like uh, like Steve uh, was like showing Diana uh, like London what was happening. Yeah, and, but then. Uh, in Wonder, uh, the new one, one uh, Diana shows all the stuff to Steve. Like, yeah, the there seems to be like a kind of shift, a switcheroo. Because, I like that. That's Steve, really cool. Yeah, yeah I, I think yeah. That, that that that's a good idea that Steve is now the one who is, um, you know, he's he's he, he he's the one who doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, the the Padawan. He's the Padawan, of course. Yeah. Yes. It's a nice way so, of putting it. Steve was the master, but then he became a Padawan. Is this is this is, is this reverse psychology? It's um it's like uh, episode four. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're the master. Little, he- listen here, you little shit. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. So. Uh, Diana goes into this like um, like meeting where like the generals of war are trying to like figure out what to do like their whole battle strategy and I think it's interesting how she's like bitch where I come from generals they they fight on the front lines they don't hide away in their little you know corners of the world you know what I mean yeah 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 I think that is um, a really good idea and then that's where you meet um David Thewlis's character, uh, yeah. Sir Patrick is his name. I don't know. Um, <coughs> Sir Patrick. Spoiler alert: this this is Ares. This is the villain. Um, yeah, the the villain that was the inspector. Inspectors. He was yeah, and he's also Lupin in um, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban and other Harry Potter films. I think yeah. I think he is the. I think the performance is fine. But I think that he he is definitely the weakest part of the film. I think it's a twist. Yeah. It's a twist that negates the better twist of the film, I think. And um, is, especially towards the end, he just is a bit of a flat character. Um, I, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But, um, but yeah. 
so then you have, um, I guess, the kind of scene where they go and see, find their little crew. Like, you know, Captain America has his howling commandos and Wonder Woman has her little crew. And you got you got Samir, Charlie and the Chief. And I actually think that it's really... Um, it is a breath of fresh air to have all these characters feel like, you know, fully formed c- characters. They all have their own little, like, um, personality quirks, their own, like... Um, yeah. Their own skills and their own, like, character arcs. You know, like, um, Charlie has PTSD, Samir wants to be an actor, um, you know, the chief feels like, you know, um, he wants to help people and that people um, kind of, you know, that he, his people themselves have been trampled over. So I thought that was a really cool... um, It was, it was, it was nice. Like, loads of people... Um, you know, compare this film to the first Avenger. And I do think that this film does so many better things, and especially the fact that her... Yeah, like, her I, f- I, uh, I uh, disagree about like, people's, uh, like, criticizing, uh, comparing to first Avenger, because first Avenger is about, like, the first Avenger, like... Yeah, it's a, whole, it's a whole different film. It's a whole different, yeah, like, like, purpose. Showing off, like, it's supposed to be, uh, like, the creation of um, Captain America... Uh, like, how what's he doing and how he became this? But if you look at Wonder Woman, this is a totally different film. I agree. It's about uh, a super, like a huge, like a, a superwoman who is going through like the like she she's not used to, like the normal uh, like our world and going through. And this is gods. There's gods like Ares. Yeah. Uh, and then like how she's experienced this world. And as you used to on their skimmer, so yeah, yeah I, I agree. But I do think that you know, if you were to compare them, one thing this film does really well, and it's just a thing across the whole comic book genre that they don't always get right, is you know, all of her friends feel like fully formed characters. All the side characters, you know, feel like I actually enjoy seeing them on screen. Unlike other comic book films, where the side characters are actively pretty annoying. Yeah. Yeah, um, so they have this, this, there are really good scenes of, of Diana experiencing the war, you know, she travels to the front line, she travels to the, um, to the, to the boats and she sees all the wounded soldiers coming home and she's thinking to herself, this is, this is all Ares and she sees, she sees Charlie having a nightmare, you know, his whole PTSD and, and and she sees like people struggling whilst they're trying to get through the trenches, and I think this scene where she walks out onto the trench is one of the best scenes in any comic book film. Yeah, I I agree. Like how uh, like the music builds up, and then yeah. she just walks through no man's land, like like it's like going through a wall. Basically. Yeah, it, it it's perfectly done, and. Uh, it would have been so easy for the writers. There is a bit where Steve says to her, Diana, listen, this is no man's land. This means that no man can cross this. And and and, and the screenwriter could have so easily said, I am no man, I am a woman, and done something really like, you know, kind of contrived, kind of like a Lord of the Rings thing. And I love Lord of the Rings, but, you know, like... Shall not pass. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, and Eowyn is like, no man can kill me, and Eowyn says, I'm no man. It's stuff like that. 
but Diana just says no, but I'm going to do it because, you know, people need my help. And, and it's a bloody good scene. Like, she takes on the full force of the German army um, single-handedly, and then everyone kind of realises what she's doing, and they rally to her, and they... It's not Hans Zimmer doing this score. It is Hans Zimmer doing the score for Wonder Woman 84, and I can't wait to hear it, but it's so, so cool hearing the Wonder Woman theme from Batman v Superman being used when she is beating up all of these um, Germans. And, it, you know, you've got the brilliant... Like, that was oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, it just, like, takes me back to, like, you know, Batman v Superman, where, uh, like, unexpectedly, uh, like, how Wonder Woman just came in into the scene. Yeah. Like, Bruce... Uh, the ba- Batman, not Bruce. <laughs> Bruce! 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 Bruce Wayne! Bruce Wayne's uh, Batman! Uh, what? No, what? No. What? 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 Uh, no, you're not supposed to know this. <laughs> what? What? Where's the Where's the man in black? Um, pen, uh, <laughs> all right, look into this. Okay, what is that? Like a little. Uh. Anyway, so yeah, Batman. So so go on. Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Batman. Uh, so he gets. <laughs> not Bruce Wayne. Wait, Batman's Bruce Wayne. Wait, what? Uh, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> are you threatening me? Nah. No. Okay, go on, go on. So she saves okay. Batman. Um, that's a joke, bro. <laughs> so, uh, so Batman. Bruce Wayne is uh, Batman. Go on. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, so, so Batman uh, gets saved by Wonder Woman, and that theme kicks in. I had chills in the theater. I was like, "Holy crap!" Wait, wait, wait! I can get, I can get this up. I can get yeah, this up. Yeah, I was like. Just like amazed how this film was good. Like, like in the cinema, I was having a great experience watching Batman v Superman. It was like a comic book film that I never actually experienced before. You know what I mean? Yes, I get you. Like, um, I mean, I was younger, but then uh, like twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen meme was different because I definitely. enjoyed this film a lot. Um, well, then when the reviews came in. I was like, what? Yeah, oh, definitely. I, I, for so long, I said, oh, I don't like Batman v Superman because that was the cool thing to do. And ev- Well, not the cool thing, but the popular thing. It seemed like... And then, like, you know, I kind of discovered things about, like, the Snyder Cut and, and, and people very do like these films. And I kind of think, actually, I do like these films. And especially watching the Ultimate Cut, I was like, yeah, I think there's a lot to love in here. And I get people who don't like it, but that's not me. And I think it's great. Uh, also... I'm not gonna play the full theme, but Wonder Woman. Uh, yes. Yay. Woo. <laughs> okay. Woo. That um, is a great scene right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and they follow that scene up with more like you know like they have a dance at night and and you know they they thank all the um all the people of the town or the thank or the town thanks them and and they have that really nice like they take the photo and 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 Diana and Steve are dancing, um and they 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 have a little bit of a. A fun night, let's just say. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, they they end up going to German high command, and Diana breaks her way in and dances with Ludendorff. We haven't mentioned the villains, but the villains were like perfectly sleazy and evil, like evil in such a way that you know you do think that like it it works into the twist of the film. Yeah. Like it's so obviously baity that this guy would be Ares. 
like, yeah. and then Dr. Poison. Ah, yes, I am definitely working for the Bishop administration and not Aries. Yeah, um, and then, you know, and then on the other side of that, you've got the German guy who's like, I'm so evil, I'm going to kill these people with gas and give them a gas mask, even though they don't need the gas mask. Ooh. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, they have like a, um, she could get to kill him, but Steve stops her. And then they end up gassing and bombing this t- the town. And she has this really hard, like, this, like, realisation where she's like, oh, my God, you humans are all the same. You're being controlled by Ares. I have to stop this. Uh, and you're being controlled by Ares, you stupid people. And it was like, you what? You stupid, like, who, who, Ares? Are you, who? Uh, okay. Who? okay. Um, I think yes, that... Yes, it's Ares. Oh, okay. Okay, world, Ares. World peace achieved. I think the best part of this film is in this scene where she goes to fight Ludendorff, who she thinks is Ares, and she ends up killing him, and nothing changes. And she's like, and Steve's like, oh, come on, we've got to stop the plane. And she's like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening. Why isn't this working? And Steve's like, listen, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people are just bad. Maybe we're not being controlled by someone. And I think that is a great, you know, um, that's a great message to go off. And I yeah. really, really think it works. However, they then kind of undo it because Ares is revealed as Sir Patrick. Um, and, and, and Not Sir Patrick. Not Sir Patrick. Who would have known? And oh, they have this no. whole kind of like reveal where it was him all along. And, he, and it actually was Ares who was doing all these horrible things. And it wasn't people. And I feel like that kind of really negates the whole um, ending. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree, yeah. Uh, then they have this whole CGI fight, which is a pretty boring fight, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from Steve's sacrifice. Obviously, we know that Steve is back in some capacity in Wonder Woman 84, but I do think it's a really, really good sacrifice when they um, when Steve ends up, um, you know, flying his plane uh, into the air and ignite and blowing it up with himself in it. I think that was really, really, um, a, a, a really emotional ending for him. You know, when he like, you know, he gives Diana the watch and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was great. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the film. You know, they kind of mourn Steve for a bit, you know, they, she kills Ares and everything goes back to normal. Yeah. And then Steve's supposed to be d- died. Yeah. So he died. But apparently he's back now. Um, I have my own theories on that, but I guess we'll talk about that next week or whenever we do 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 <laughs> do do. <laughs> um, yes, funny oh, joke. Whenever we, whenever we do um, talk about about a boo. Whenever we do talk about Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, we will uh, discuss you know how Steve is back. Yes. But yeah, and, that's uh, the. I'll try and watch it. Yeah, um, we'll figure something out. Um, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to talk about it next week. We might we might uh, we might upload the pod a bit later um, if it means that you have to see it. We don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, so yeah, what do you what do you think about the film? What are your final kind of thoughts? I love it. Yeah, it's a great film to watch. It's enjoyable to watch. It's like um, something you know, like something fresh. You know, you know what I mean. Like to watch in, if you're watching a comic book movie, like you're bored of watching Marvel, just watch. Wonder Woman. It's a great film. I, to yeah, watch. I, I think out of all the DC films, this is the one that has the most for everyone. Like, yeah, like this is not my favorite DC film, like of the new run, like at all. Like, but I understand that not everyone 
will get what they want from Man of Steel or Batman v Superman or even something like Aquaman, which I think is, you know, another great DC film. However, you know, I think Wonder Woman is the one that will have the most for everyone. And I have a little cousin who absolutely loves Wonder Woman and it's great to see that she can find something to identify with in um, these films over the, you know, the regular... Um, uh, uh, superhero films that are just like you know a lot of male based you know this whole um, young male demographic uh, and that is really cool however I don't like the ending I think I think you know the whole Ares reveal it, it, this, weak, but, yeah this, uh, this twist that negates the other twist and, and and the whole CGI battle it all feels pretty flat in my opinion yeah but uh, with uh, uh, seeing the trailers for Night Wonder Woman 1984, it looks promising. It looks amazing. It does. It looks. It looks like, you know, just just it just looks great, and I'm very excited. And you know, uh, Patty Jenkins did great with this film. Apparently, Wonder Woman 84 is great. So um, Patty Jenkins is hopefully going to knock it out of the park again. And then she'll be directing the next Star Wars film, which is really exciting. So yeah, uh, there's a lot to a lot to love. Yeah. Um, and with that, um, that is uh, uh, us for the main uh, uh, segment. Uh, John, what have you been watching in our weekly viewing segment of the day, 2020, all that jazz? What have you been watching this week? Uh, so, um, <laughs> I'm just trying to remember what I've watched. Uh, to be honest, um. So, I've. Did I tell you that I finished watching uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin? Last no, week? no, you didn't. Oh, so. Uh, yeah, I have to fully discuss that on fully. Uh, uh, we, we talked about Kevin. So. <laughs> we did. Uh, right, so We Need to Talk About Kevin. Uh, where to begin? Uh, so, it is. It's a really good film. Uh, it is. Uh, yeah, you've seen it as well, haven't you? I have, yeah. I yeah. love it. it. It's it like if you've seen uh, Ezra Miller's uh, other works, he he is great. But in this one, he works as like a messed up character. Um, and he he did that phenomenally well, and uh, give props to him as well. That's great. Uh, and then uh, I like the story. The story's great. Like how uh, some something that. Teaches Kevin to another, 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 which leads to chaos and uh, huge consequences. And uh, and the yeah, it's like uh, the the editing and the narration is like uh, similar to like Pulp Fiction. You know, like it's all out of order. But then once it's out of order, you get all the right. Um, Emotion. I mean, like something that builds up the tension. You know, what I mean, like something that yeah. makes up the story for it. You like you know what happened. Finally, you put the pieces all together. Yeah, the 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 thing that this film, you know, that it does really well is, you know, you the more you think about it, or even like on, upon your second viewing, you know, there is so much there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there is like a lot of detail to you know really kind of sink your teeth into. Yeah. And uh, it's very, it's a messed up film, but if you're wanting to watch something to uh, to make you happy or something, uh, this is not a film I recommend. It's it's a, it's a very uh, dark film. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. 
So, uh, yeah, I give this a film maybe a 10. Okay, yeah. I think I think a 9 is a strong one there. Um, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, there's not but, much to kind of critique about it, really. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just it's just a film, to be honest. There's nothing uh, emotional on it. Like, I mean, the, I mean, the cinematography is good. I mean, but then again... I love the, the, the soundtrack. I mean, like, the songs, like, the peaceful songs. But, I mean, uh, there's nothing to critique about it. No, yeah, I, I agree. It's yeah, a very it's, it's a very flawless it's, film. It, it's great acting from John C. Riley. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot her name. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, Tilda Swinton. Uh, and, yeah, they work uh, together. Yeah. Well um, in the film. Do you think this? Um, do you think this makes you want to read the book? Yes, uh, maybe because uh, someone, well, my teacher, she said about the book, uh, and then uh, so the book. The different thing about the book is, is that it's written in letters uh, rather than like having it like um, a full narration book. It's written in letters. Which makes me want to read the book. Um, Interesting, yeah, the, that, that right. sounds cool. But, but, uh, the good thing about the books is that um, you have a, a deep understanding, and like you can see like how fleshed out it is, like how uh, like the book has everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it has like uh, everything uh, you need to know, like. Uh, like some small details to uh, massive details that you need to have for reading books. Like you can pick this one, you can pick that out, and then you think, ah, so that's uh, um, why this happened, or you have a full, uh, full understanding. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yes, I do, my friend. Yes, uh-huh. indeed. We have... Great minds alike. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Tom. Yes. What have I been watching? Well, um, last week uh, I spoke about um, I was reading uh, Batman: The Prelude to Nightfall. Oh um, yeah. So yeah, another thing that I read, but carry on. I, f- I finished. I did finish the Prelude, and I'm on to Bat- Nightfall Volume One. And um, I thought the prelude was really good at setting the scene. So it it gives you some of Bane's origin story. It sets up that Batman is very, very, very tired. And then it shows some of Azrael's training. And it climaxes with the breakout of Arkham, which leads into Nightfall Volume 1. And I enjoyed it. I just think it did the same thing over and over again. Like, it would ta- it would repeatedly do, like, a two, three-issue story where Batman would face a villain, he'd struggle to face the villain, he would beat them, but he's really tired and he is, like, really struggling and pushing everyone away. And they would do that about, like, five times. And by the end, it's like, yeah, I really, really get it. Um, and I like it, but, you know, I did just want to kind of get to the Bane stuff. And even at the beginning of Nightfall Volume 1... Again, I want to get to the Bane stuff. It's a lot of, you know, Batman facing other villains, trying to figure out who Bane is. And maybe it's just because I know a lot about Bane. I don't write, I'm not as intrigued by the mystery. Um, but yeah, I do really like it. And so far, I would recommend it. But, you know, I think, you know, the prelude does kind of take a long time to do what it does. Yeah. Um, I get what you mean about, like, uh, like 
it's like repetitive. Mm-hmm. But um, I think what the like the volume, volume. I think it's just trying to set up with the uh, the idea of like all three volumes or mini volumes of the whole nightfall thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Batman's tired, he he uh, can't keep up with this. But um, but uh, I'm really I haven't got the other volumes yet, but I'm really intrigued of how he has this broken back. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be different because what I what I, I what I think I liked about it is like you know I I don't really like the repetitive, but what the repetitive does is that. Uh, every time he fights someone, he just gets a bit tired. Yeah. He's more, more pa- less powerful. And then... yeah, that is good. And and I, that is good. I like that, but it's a bit repetitive. Yeah, I I I definitely agree. I, I also think that you know, as he gets broken down, and then you see Azrael get stronger, it's an interesting um you know comparison, given that Azrael is going to come into a, such a bigger role later on. I don't know if you know what happens, so I will. I won't tell you because I know the story, but I won't, you know, I won't give you that information. You know the story? Yeah, I know the story. Oh. Yeah, I've been intending to read it for so long that I just kind of yeah. talking to there's, my friends. I know the story. Uh, DC comics that I have been reading, uh, well, on what well, on YouTube, uh, like what people. Like, oh yeah, uh, like watching voice. watching the full story. Yeah, watching the story because I'm intrigued to watch. Yeah, no, like, yeah. How it works out, but there's like other comics uh, that been recommended me in uh youtube uh, especially deceased yeah uh, that is you, you know deceased yeah of course oh that is a crazy comic yeah uh, so um i won't get into that but i i want to read the comic fully by myself but, yeah uh but no, I I I, i've been watching like what it's about and what happens in it uh, so yeah, so there's uh, another Batman comic that I have been reading, uh, not the one that you uh, got me yesterday. <laughs> yeah, um, I got him uh, the Dark Knight Returns, didn't I? Uh, the Dark Knight. Dark Knight Strikes Again. Yeah, Batman yeah, Strikes Again. That's the second one in the in the series. Yeah, um, it's good so far. I like it. Uh, so there's another comic that I really got uh, that I got. Uh, so let me just get it. Uh, I forgot the name. You uh, got. Oh, so it's called um, Batman: The Dark Knight, Prince Charming. What? Okay, never so, heard of that. You never heard of it? No. So, the the Batman: Dark Knight, Prince Charming, and you know that comic that I got you, uh, Batman Damned. Yeah. Yeah. So it's big as that. Okay, so it's it's a so, similar. It's a. Is it a black label one? No, it's not. Okay. But it's a really good comic. Like, um, it's a very simple story, which I really like. It's very easy to follow. Uh, but I don't want to get into that. But I really want to talk about um, the Batman Who Laughs. Okay. So that one, I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, let me just get the comics. I want to inspect and just talk, just talk about it. Um, okay. Yeah, why do I talk about this? Uh, what the so, yeah. Uh, this... Uh, can you still hear me? Not as well, but I can definitely still uh, hear you. Right, so, uh, if you don't know anything about uh, the Dark Knight Metal series, you know, uh, that crazy uh, comic one that Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo did? 
I yeah, I'm I'm familiar with it. Oh, uh, you might want to read that first uh, because, which I didn't because I'm a moose. Uh, so <laughs> it's true. It, it's true. He's I read it in its entirety. Uh, not reading uh, Dark Knight Metal first, which I should have done, but uh, let me just sort this out. But anyway, so yes, where do I begin? Uh, so Batman, uh, who laughs? Um, it's um, it's really good. Like. Um, so, if you don't know anything about, like, um, Batman, uh, having a nightmare version of himself, which looks like, uh, the Joker, but, uh, if you know, uh, fully about the, um, the story, like, in Dark Knight Metal, he meets other nightmare versions of him, like, like, the Justice League version, uh, so, with this one, it's like, um, himself against night, uh, 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 a nightmare version of himself and um, it's really good how Scott Snyder did it like he um, gets it, he turns Batman slowly into uh, the Batman who laughs but then tries to fight, fight against it like the forces of e- e- the, the, the evil no the forces of uh, evil try to go against uh, Batman like, in his own mind, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Doctor Who, you know, like that, uh, cyber, the Cyberman thing, you know, like, he was trying to fight against in the game of chess. But this is more different. This is really, really different. And he goes mad. So, I like it. Cool. And, uh, what other things? Uh, nope, that's it for my comic book reading. Uh, but I'm excited to read, um, what's it called? Dark Knight. Oh, Stri- Batman Nightfall stories. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, right. That's for me for my weekly viewing segments. Good stuff. Um, we d- uh, well, you know, once again, we don't have any emails, but I do want to, uh, you know, quickly do touch on on some stuff. We we got um, quite a few more subscribers this week, uh, thanks to your um, uh, video on the Reddit r slash ksi. Um, yeah. So welcome everyone who has subscribed. You know. Um, yeah. Th- thanks. Uh, if you um, want more content, well, what we said, just subscribe. And yeah. But if you, you really know, like this. As uh, we say every week, and we do reiterate, you know, yeah, if you want do, anything, you want to say questions, comments, any of that jazz, yeah, email like it to that, us, and like we will answer. About movies, music. Yeah. Or we will, um, you know, uh, throw us a DM on Twitter or on Instagram. That that yeah, will also. You want to talk about, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, people from our slash KSI, thanks. Um, yes, welcome. Welcome yeah. to this bloody place of um, strangeness. Yeah, uh, so... And, uh, yeah, without, you know, that uh, that's that's us for the week. Without further ado. Without further ado, that is us. Um... I just want to say, uh, you know, next week we will aim to do Wonder Woman 1984. I'm seeing it tonight. Uh, it depends on whether John can see it. If not, we will do Pixar Soul, which is coming out on Disney Plus on this Friday, the 25th, oh, really? uh, being, being Christmas Day. Yes, oh. that's coming out on Disney Plus. So, you know, we'll talk about that on, on next week if you can't watch Wonder Woman 1984. But hopefully you can. 
And other than that, yeah, um, have a happy holidays, everyone. Happy Christmas, yeah. happy Hanukkah, happy, happy every, you, happy uh, everything you're you, celebrating. You guys uh, deserve it because you've been listening to our podcast. Yes, we've been working hard on but our we podcast, have. but we've just been talking anyway. <laughs> well, I've been working hard. No, yeah, you have um, been. Let, let's get there. Can I just say? Can we just give props to? Uh, my co-host Tom and Zane for yes, working on this podcast. Thank, yes, big I thank feel you like to. I don't give it a hundred percent, that hundred ten percent in. But uh, as I am philosoph- philosophical, John, <laughs> as always talking. But nah, man. Um, yeah, I just want to give thank you to uh, yeah. Tom for editing and giving this time oh, in for this stop podcast. It. Because, stop it! Uh, stop it! Stop it! Oh, um, no, no, you, you deserve it because you've thanks, been man. working harder than thanks. me. Oh shit! I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna cry. The audio, uh, yeah, Zane. Artwork, Zane has done some incredible. He he is responsible for our banner, for yeah, our thumbnail, like, for I, our. I, I did. I was the uh, the creator of this uh, design, like how we could use it. Yeah. But then he's done the rest of the work. Yeah, we we, we came up with the kind of the pitch, like this is what we're thinking, and he he did it in, in a really 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 interesting and, and, and cool way. So yeah, thanks, Zane, um, and, yeah, and thank uh, you all thank of you, you guys. Uh, what else? And uh, thank you for people for watching because our uh, latest, uh, not latest, uh, second previous fifteen. Uh, sorry, fifteen. So fifteen. So every fifteen is like the the, the most uh, watched. Um, center, yeah. Like um, the highest of views, which is insane. Yeah, because... I'm I'm still figuring everything out in terms of YouTube, but according to the um, subscriber counter, it has gained us between one and five dollars. Um, I don't even know how that works, but well done, us. I guess. Wow, we got five dollars. Um... Between one yeah. and five, so yeah, who knows? Um, you know, if anyone knows actually how to, um, you know, like figure that out, um, please, yeah, just, please, just please, really, please so. let me know um, on Twitter or, or, or email or, oh, or, or however. Uh, and uh, yeah, so um, yeah, this has been a crazy year. Um, it's been the most unexpected year of my life, um, and everyone else as well so yeah uh, ne- next next week will be the final one of the year so we will we will you know go in depth on all of that philosoph- philosophical year stuff yeah um, like discovering what happened to us in quarantine <laughs> what yeah uh, what did we become <laughs> what did we become and we're going to talk about like uh, the films that we watched yeah uh, so on our episode coming out on the 3rd of January we're going to be talking the best twi- uh, of 2020 films so we'll we'll each give like some you know suggestions for our favourite films of the year you know discuss them a bit you know and there hasn't been a whole lot as of right now I yeah. have watched um, as of right now I've watched 36 new films this year which is which isn't last year I watched 54 so uh, not nearly as much as last year so many films this year uh, so like Shinner's List Shawshank Redemption. Oh, Steve well, if if we're talking films in general, I've watched two hundred and forty-four films this year, and one hundred and forty-three of those are new films, whereas um, one hundred and one of them were rewatches of mine. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that at a later date. But just for now, you know, um, if you like what you see here, you want to see more, you know, give us a like, you know, um, subscribe. You know, if you want to stick around for weekly yeah. Um, podcasts. And, yeah, um, uh, if you want to contact us, we are at uh, OurStimeFilmPod at gmail.com. On Twitter and Instagram, we are OurStimeFilmPod. I am Tom Bogan at Twitter. I am Comedy John for you too on Twitter. And, uh, and yeah, um, yeah, that is, that's it for us this week. Next yeah. week, we'll hopefully be talking about Wonder Woman 1984. 
or yeah, or, um, well. or Pixar's and, oh, Soul. Oh, that jazz. Oh, that jazz. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, without further ado, take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a good holiday. Yeah, great one. Mm. Made the force with you. Oh, he's back. Yoda's back. <laughs>